This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery, like McKenna, brings a top-tier lineup. With Leaf Davis-esque delivery right to your door, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app. And you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only by app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Hello and welcome to the Blue Monday podcast covering Ipswich Town since 2015. I'm Richard Woodward and you are tuning into the pre-match show AFC Wimbledon Home Edition available every week on audio and video and sometimes live. Um, joining me as always, my pre-match partner in crime, the man with the facts, Seb Brown. And good evening to all of you as well joining us. Come in, take a seat. Don't be afraid to make some noise, and we want to hear from you in the chat. Um, Seb, first off, how are you? I'm good. I'm good, thank you. And I'm really, really positive because I think we're going to win tomorrow. I know it's, it's good, isn't it? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very confident. Well, I'm not going for a starter, which oh, is a great thing because normally when I go, we lose or it'll be a draw. So <clears throat> I'm not there. Rest, rest easy, people. So hopefully, I've got a really good feeling tomorrow might be when it starts to click a little bit. This, I, this just feels like something I need to clip ready for next week Sev. i just don't want to hold it against you um yeah the the elusive click says charlie d um here we go um mullet evening to you mullet watch your lads yeah these um these coffee club um viral videos that the club putting out i really like this um, it was good i've not watched the, there was one today wasn't there? i've watched yesterday's the discussions over a bread roll was superb because i have that conversation on a fairly regular basis um but I've not, I've not watched today's yet but it's great isn't it just seeing you know little bits of behind the scenes and interaction and getting to know them sort of as as people a little bit as well as what we see on the pitch it's really nice to see and, and, and long may it continue so there's my let's question for you what's your order my, i mean i know this seb orders stupid like flavoured nonsense. I'm pretty boring. Go on, tell them. I, I do enjoy... Oh, my light's gone off. That's right. Excellent. Um, I do enjoy either a vanilla or a caramel latte uh, on our away days. Uh, but I make it up. When I get to the away day, I have a hot bovril, so the, the manliness of that counteracts the... Uh, the <laughs> yeah, it's, no, it's not crazy, let's be honest. And I'm, I'm just a boring cafe latte. And I pronounce it latte because I think I'm in Yorkshire. Um, so, um, yeah, well, if, why not stick your uh, coffee order in the chat? Um, 
there's no one at the there's no baristas on we'll have a digital coffee this is so partridge this is like the start of partridge as we mean to go on tonight um so i i, I need to first off say evening to paul who this is a comment from 7 30 p.m paul is getting there he's getting his metaphorical beach towel on the chat thread the question thread asap so evening to paul and um at itfc southwest the southwest supporters branch amongst the best of the itfc supported branches if you ask me a week of training rehab for the Knox, and a greater understanding of cook's style is this the match capitals um when it all clicks yes or no no fudging well you've said I think, it, I think it will be, yeah, a week on the training ground. He's already said, I think, in the pre-match presser that some guys who are injured are going to be coming back. So I think we could be ready for liftoff tomorrow and hopefully that'll be the start. Are you going to clip that as well, are you? So <clears throat> it'll be liftoff tomorrow and that'll be the start of, a, of an amazing run because, you know, the fixes in September are pretty tough. So we probably need, we, we do need to get some points on the board tomorrow before we go into these tougher games. So, yeah, keep the, keep the faith, everybody. It's going to happen tomorrow. Wow. I mean... <laughs> I, this feels like something for room 101 for me just unfounded optimism, optimism and happiness i don't i don't like it i just don't like it um i'm i i think we are, i think we'll probably win tomorrow but i don't think it will be pretty um so they, there's your optimism everyone um so yeah and charlie and paul um i hope so paul i really do and then yeah Hands clenched emoji. We can do this. We can do this. We'll get through it together, everyone. Um, FBR Tractor also chimed in. Uh, have you decided which of you is Ian? Ian Marshall, double Ian, and Alex Matthew. You get to pick, so gone. I'll go for Alex Matthew for the Norwich hat trick. And I, I'm obviously closer to Scotland as well, so that's kind of logical. And given I'm, I'm pretty good at the Paul Cook impression, I don't think it's too much effort for me to increase the pitch and. Have a go at Ian Marshall. So there you go. I'm Ian Marshall. It's um, effortless. I might put your scouts impressions in room 101 at some point <laughs> in the season. No, surely not. Um, what I would love is Ian Marshall's hair. Um, but that's um, that's something for another day. Um, evening to Bass Sausage uh, or Bass Sausage. To confirm in the chat if you would. Bass or Bass. Norwich fan told me we'll win tomorrow. Hope we do. Um, there we go. Charlie D with a Bovril and the beef tea. Evening to Tweedy. It's a black coffee from my life. Of course, it's a black coffee. Of course, it is. No messing um, around. Nick's keeping the faith. Um, oh, here we go. Follow-up question from Anthony. Is Seb suggesting we win by a few? I am, but we will come on to the predictions towards the end of the show. Yes, we so will. I will uh, I'll, keep my, I'll keep my candor until then. And Simon's already in, in there with the 3-0. And Nick, <laughs> Nick wanting four or five. <sighs> yeah, let's, um, let's temper that optimism right there. Um, and obviously, I mean, this is where you come for predictions now because not only have, have, have I, I identified the danger man in the last three of these but I think we both said to all last we, week as well didn't we we did yeah we both went for the for the same score line I think did Steve say we were going to win I think he he got on the bandwagon last week thinking a 2-1 yeah. I think he said unconvincing 2-1 victory which to be fair probably should have been um but no we got it bob on with with two all so if you're a betting enthusiast tonight is your night to to put some money on whoever he says he's going to score for AFC Wimbledon yeah well I, I've had some complaints as well um so um well you let me know um in the comments whether you want me to do it or not I do have something up my sleeve that might help us out um but if you want me to we can avoid we can cut it from the agenda but do note that seb has concocted 
his own intro theme music for that bit and you would miss out on that so um just Except that that's, that's, that's no great loss i'm nowhere near as talented as he is with the the video production skills so that's that's really no great loss to anyone yeah that's true yeah um <laughs> uh, let's move on to and to chat some news and continuing the optimism continuing the chat about um three nil wins um ITFC women, we need to give them a massive shout out. Um, we are um, three matches into their new season at the level above. The division's title is really long, so I keep forgetting it. Um, but um, last weekend, a 1 0 win against Crawley Wasps and a pretty stunning goal from Captain Blue Wilson, although sadly an injury for her. We've not really heard the extent of that. Um, so we wish her all the best on her recovery. Um, but a 3 0 win midweek. Um, and um, watching the highlights again, another shout out, um, specifically this time to Sophie Peskett, friend of the pod. Um, definitely recommend um, going and um, listening again to our interview with Sophie, who um, was um, super ambitious, really professional. Obviously, the first pro um, and now has been joined by many more. Um, a really excellent assist in that and a, and a good goal, I think. Um, in there as well. Uh, Seb, you would have liked this. And um, Paige Peak's penalty, no stuttering run-ups for her. Bang straight into the into the side of the net. She um, must have Natasha been watching came. last week. She knows. She knows what to do. Um, so um, yeah, I, I guess all I can say is um, big up the ITFC women. And what what would be great is if I'd done some prep and actually figured out who they're playing at the weekend. So what I'm doing is padding for time. and It's, it's just great to see, isn't five. it? You know, all, all the brilliant optimism around you know, a couple of years ago, they were storming it. They lost out because of COVID, which was so unfair. Last year, same thing happens. Thankfully, common sense prevails and they get the, they get the promotion. A brilliant summer of signing nine, you know, nine professionals. And now they've just carried on and it's absolutely superb, isn't it? The, the optimism is fantastic. And, uh, and long may it continue. The, you know, Joe Sheehan, the, the manager, is doing an absolutely fantastic job. And long, long may it continue because it's... It's, it's, it's such a great success story. Yeah, and it's, an, and it's an ITFC side winning as well, which is exactly right. Nice. Um, yeah, 100% record in the league is, is something the men can only dream of um, at the moment. Um, so, um, and that's brought me some time. We, um, we play Cardiff City um, on Sunday, I believe it is, at the Gold Star Ground um, home fixture um, at Felix Day. So please do get down and support um, the women's team. Um, because there's a really strong chance you might see victory. Um, so we wish them all the best for Sunday. Um, continuing, here come the coffee orders. Um, Chris ran even to Chris. Um, Sorrel stand tea bar bag in the cup tea. Yeah, which presumably is, is served with the hottest boiled water known to man, Chris, which you can't drink for about half an hour until it cools down and you fear that you're going to drop it on the walk to your seat and someone's going to knock it out of your hand. Um, John Uffie, the big question um, is, will we concede, Seb? Um, your thoughts about that? Yes, my prediction has us conceding because, you know, we are vulnerable at the back and we are making silly mistakes. Hopefully this week on the training ground, they may have ironed some of that out. We might see some new people back in the defence. You know, if Coulson is injured, Penny potentially comes back in. Will Edmondson make his first start? I kind of figured he'd have a under-23 games first. But I guess with Cook, there you go. Yeah, like Matthew's saying, I guess with Cook saying uh, in the pre-match that some of the injured players might be back, he's probably the one we're thinking of along with, with Chaplin. So I think we will concede, yes, um, because we're, we're not watered tight at the back yet but i'm still confident we're going to win don't worry uh, and we'll talk more about that um about that point in when we talk about wimbledon words um because the system that they play particularly away from home 
is isn't about possession and creating chances. It is it is about um, exploiting Oli Palmer, isn't it? So if if Oli Palmer's marked out the game, then you do kind of stifle that threat a little bit. So more about that um, later on. Um, we've got a um, who's this? Um, a D R A H C. Um, apologies. You need to if you if there's a a better way of pronouncing that in the in the chat, please let me know. Um, if we're playing Cheltenham tomorrow, we might win. Tozer has been sold to Wrexham. He has, yeah. He, tonight. he was the yeah the long throwing guy. Another player stepping down to join the uh, the Ryan Reynolds revolution. I'm going to yeah. go to them soon. I'm, I'm making plans to go with my mate, my mate Anthony. I'm going to go with them in a couple of weeks' time. So yeah, there's there's a real buzz around Wrexham. Yeah. Um, your namesake Seabass um, two 0 and flat white as they would say in New Zealand. Dead um, to me. Voted against me. Dead to me. Um, <laughs> no, we can't. You can't do that. <laughs> I'm joking. You can't cancel people on air, Seb. Um, especially people who are as intelligent as Seabass, who, who only voted for the common sense choice. But again, more on football room one hundred and one later on. Nick's going for a four-one. I think that kind of chimes with your point about conceding. Um, evening to Dave. Um, optimism. The points we've dropped so far seems it probably won't be at the top of the league with us. So once we start to click, we'll be hitting form against top six rivals, taking points from them. Wow. I'm loving that, Dave. Um, and uh, back to Bass, base. Um, games have been said so much. Yeah, I mean we've had goals. Great point. Yeah, I mean um, last week was it was you know how many nil nils did we sit through under the latter end of Mick and under Lambert? Good God! But last week was so exciting as a game. You know what a brilliant game of football. There were chances, excitement, four goals. Okay, not the result we wanted, but at least the games are you know they're really excited. We've not had a, a dull game so far this season, and long may that continue because you know at the end of the day you pay your money because you want to be entertained. Okay, the results aren't there yet. But compared to what we've had for the last, especially the last, what, three years, it's it's night and day, isn't it? Um, and to the point there about the no shots, I mean, we talked, well, I think the guys talked about it on the pod last week, and certainly it was something I reflected on at full time, was before that rubbish free kick. And it, sorry, it wasn't a rubbish free kick in respect of the strike from Scott Twine, but it was an avoidable goal, either, either by not conceding the stupid foul or by... A better wall, wall or better properly, positioning, yeah. or having stronger wrists yeah. and saving it. But to to Bass's point there, base. I, I need to get this right. You need to help me out in the chat, Bass. Space um, chances created, and you know, um, Edmonds, um, Edwards down the left, um, all kinds of threat from him, um, and just crosses that narrowly miss people. Or shots that hit the post from Burns. Um, these are again fine margins, but they are chances being created. Whereas, you know, the the draw with Wimbledon um, in in April was it? Um, am I thinking the right? The nil, nil. Yeah, the, the nil, nil nil. Yeah, yeah. One There's of so many, many... turgid games like that. The yeah. as well. So, quite agree with that. And um, moving us on, um, we will keep an eye on um, if you are um, watching us instead of. Um, Burton Cheltenham, uh, we will keep you informed of what's going on there. Or if you can keep us informed in the chat, because um, I hate refreshing web browsers when I'm running one of these things live in case I turn everything off. So um, um, let us know what's going on. Um, Chris Rand, it's going to be the infamous 4 2, isn't it? Um, there you go. Isn't that that's Statman's favourite score, isn't it? It's the stats favourite. Um, yeah, and when the fun stops, stop. stop. Um, there we go. Um, M. Flude one, Fraser or Chaplin is ten. Let's um, let's come back to that, shall we? We'll talk about what we think Ipswich are going to do um, once we've dissected AFC Wimbledon. Um, let's do one more bit of news. I've got a couple of bits that I was going to talk about. Um, 
but we'll probably save them for the flagship, which um, we obviously need something to talk about on, on Sunday as well. Um, probably the big news at the moment, Seb, um, which is um, TBC, is Armando Dobra's um, future in the short term, at least. Lots of chat about loans. Um, I think there's a goal to Cheltenham already. There we go. 1-0 Cheltenham. Thank you for that, Matthew. Um, yeah, any thoughts on an ideal destination or thoughts about whether you prefer him to be around the first team here? Well, I mean, he was absolutely superb in pre-season, wasn't he? After all the rumours at the end of last year that he was one of the ones in the bomb squad, he had a great pre-season. And he's such an exciting player. I, I can see it from both points of view. We've now got these great options in the three behind the striker. So if he's only going to be playing in the Pizza Cup, coming on here and there and maybe starting 10 games a season, I would rather he went out on loan, played 40 games, you know, learn your trade a little bit, become become a bit more streetwise, and then come back next year looking to really make a go of it. But again, it's just a bit frustrating because, you know, uh, if he goes out on loan, we're going to be probably playing Sonny Aluko, who's, what, 31, 32? We're going to be playing uh, uh, Louis, Bar- uh, Barry- Louis Barry, who's not our player. You know, are we are we putting these kind of people ahead of, you know, what could potentially be a really, really great ta- talent? So I, I can see it from both points of view. I'd rather he went to a League One side, obviously a bit better quality of football. They, they, there was some chat that AFC Wimbledon were interested. But I think tonight, TWTD are reporting that Cole, you have come out as the... Uh, the favourites to take him, which I guess is understandable given the fact that, you know, Hayden Mullins will have Chambers, Scoose, Judge, Sears, everyone in his ear saying what a great little prospect he is. So if he goes out and plays 40 games, okay, great. Hopefully he'll come back and, and, and really do well for us next year. But I think it's a bit of a shame. I just think Cooks, you know, it's, it's everything about this year's promotion, there's, there's there's no thought of let's develop a, a younger player. Let's just get get ourselves up and, and sort of reestablish next year. And to do that, he's going to want to put his faith in the more experienced players, I guess. Yeah, and... You know, the team's teams linked AFC Wimbledon, ironically. Um, Salford in there as well. Um, Leighton Orient. Yeah, I mean, League, League, two be, League 2 will be okay. You know, it'll certainly teach him up and toughen him up a little bit. Wolfenden went on loan to Swindon, didn't he, a couple of years ago in League 2. And, um, you know, that, that playing 40 games in, in League 2 or, or hopefully League 1 is going to do way, way more than under 23 games here and there and the occasional appearance off the bench or a, or a Pizza Cup trophy. So, you know, the, the, the standard of, of League 1 would be great. If he goes to League 2, no problem. Let's just hope he plays because we've had a few loans in the past, haven't we, with nine him up in Scotland where people have gone out and just barely featured. So you'd like to think, you know, under this new regime, we might be a bit stricter in terms of the you know the the clauses and the and, and the deal, let's say it might be one of those where you know there are certain conditions where players have to have to start. Hopefully, yeah. And and this and this, I don't want to be overly critical because he's a young player and he's he's learning the game uh, at the moment. Um, but as a winger, he's going to be judged on assists and goals, isn't he? And to be fair to him, he hasn't got too many of those. So I do wonder whether a step down to League Two might give him more opportunity to figure that kind of stuff out because he's definitely exciting. He's definitely quick, definitely got great um, control um, attributes. He's got a nice bit of aggression and a bit of nastiness about him, which is also great, um, but just needs a bit of end product as well. And I'm sure that might be in Paul Cook's mind as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So um, let's um, let's move things right on and um, let's start chatting about um, Wimbledon, shall we? And keep those predictions coming in. And um, we also want your thoughts about lineups tomorrow. Um, we've already had um, some thoughts here. Um, we've talked about um, M. Flued 1's Fraser or Chaplin as number 10. Um, so some thoughts about that. FBO Tractor um, keep the same team as last week, personally. Um, hopefully, you know, we've got there's some chat about um, players coming back from injury as well. Um, also, 
just before we move on too far, should Dobra go to Wimbledon? There you go. To learn how to supply his goals for Piggott when he returns. Yeah, great minds. Um, ITFC Tweedy. Um, Elmazuni, yeah. Got very quiet must, there as well. Yeah, I guess at the start he was needed with the central midfield sort of uh, absences. But you said Nolan's back in training, I think, shortly. Carroll's in the building now. So, yeah, another another loan for Elmazuni. Wouldn't go amiss at all. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about... Um, Let's talk about Wimbledon, shall we, Seb? And what I will do is see if I can um, add my nerdy video to the stream. There we go. So some facts and figures about them. And do correct me if my um, dropped pin for the location of Wimbledon's home at Plough Lane is um, needs to be adjusted. Um, but back in their, um, you know, their old um, ground, but now revamped. So certainly one that I think the away support will be looking forward to um, to visiting there. Um, Mark Robinson um, in charge. One of those good stories where, you know, he, he's one of the rare breed of um, first team coaches or managers that hadn't really got too much of a playing career to talk about. He was a youth player at Fulham and um, injury um, put pay to his career. And he's kind of worked his way up at AFC Wimbledon. I came in as the interim manager. I think it's Glenn Hodges, was it, who I think was who took them up and then um, was sacked in January. Um, so he's been in charge since then. Um, and, you know, 34.6% win ratio for him there, um, as we know to our costs um, as well, Seb. Um, you will talk more about their history there. Let's, um, let's talk more about some of the key personnel. Um, obviously, um, we know about the big ones leaving. Um, so if I fast forward that on, we can look at those. So the you know the big news for them this summer, um, similar number of you know we every week we'll, well there'll be a point where we stop talking about transfer business. I think um, for now it's still relevant. But eight in eight out. That's know, pretty standard for every every one of these we've yeah. done so far, isn't it? The turnover is so high. I mean, obviously we had a ridiculous turnover, an abnormal turnover, but most League One sides you're talking, you know, nearly nearly ten out, ten in for pretty much every club we've done so far. So it's just becoming the norm, isn't it? In this in this this post COVID world. Yeah. Um. So the t- the two names that I'd kind of picked out. I mean, plenty of signings, as we said. There's there's eight there. I mean, Darius Charles is one. Um, who signed from Wickham, centre-back, who's getting on a little bit. I remember I was talking about him and he's one of those kind of players that um, isn't able to do the, the Saturday, Tuesday and sometimes needs a bit of a rest. But I think he's is, is got a future as a coach there. But Aaron Presley signed from Brentford on loan um, is a really important um, bit of business there to to give them the striking options in absence of Bigot. Um, and George Marsh, um, defender slash midfielder slash defensive midfielder um signed from spurs on a free transfer has an important role in anchoring anchoring the midfield there so some good business um and um but i think the big name for you seb um and before we go too far we just need to um ignore something in the chat um but you're more interested in 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 players that have have been there and then trying to stake a claim namely um ollie palmer so we'll come to him in a sec just need to say um thank you so much to anthony Anthony Geo3 um, for the super chat. Um, great podcast last. Thank you very much. Get the next Bovril on me. Um, so hopefully, um, yeah, that won't be too long before we can have a Bovril. I can't, a- I can't use that for a vanilla latte, no? No, I think okay. Anthony's, Anthony's, that's legally binding. Um, okay, fair enough. Right. So Anthony, thank you so much for that. Um, the support you guys give to the podcast is is really great. We really appreciate it. It helps us do lots of exciting things. It helps us do more shows like this. Um, so thank you so much for that, Anthony. And um, if you want to do the same, you, you can do the super chat um, through YouTube. Um, so yeah, Ollie Palmer, do you want to give us some bits and pieces about him and anything yeah, else? Yeah, so obviously just, just bought in to replace Joe Piggott, isn't he? He's the guy they're looking to to replace those goals. He's not really going to 
replace Piggott's numbers based on his history. But just, yeah, you know, he's come from, uh, he's come, I've lost my notes, sorry. This is professionalism is. Uh, he's uh, come from Crawley, sorry, signed from Crawley. Uh, he's five goals last season, one so far this year. So he's, he's, he's off the mark, uh, which Piggott hasn't done for us, obviously. But he's the guy they're really going to be looking forward to. He plays up front, the lone kind of striker role. You know, he plays that role himself, looking to hold the ball up and bring others into play. So hopefully if we can nullify that threat and keep him quiet all game, Hopefully, the defence will have a, a better week than last week. But he's going to be one of their main threats. And uh, he's, he's very schooled at the sort of the lower league level. So I've got a feeling he might be one of those ones that sort of is a, a bit schooled in the dark arts, shall we say. Yeah, it's important to say. I mean, he's been there for three seasons. It's not yeah, a yeah. summer deal. Um, he's six foot four, I believe. Um, so that is someone for Cameron Burgess to be getting stuck in with there. But it is vital that that service comes to him. But you play a six foot four striker and... Um, you're going to get lied to. You're going to get long walls, aren't you? You're going to get, there is going to be needs to be direct here. Um, You've been looking into the system they play a little bit of jiggery pokery, which is my favorite word to use. It is. Yeah. So it looked like they were sort of going to a three at the back in the cups. He was, Robinson was using the cups to sort of uh, experiment a little bit. And then the league seemed to be set in stone for a four, two, three, one, but against Gillingham, they drew against Gillingham a couple of games ago. And that one, he played the three at the back. So I don't know if that was injuries or, or suspensions that caused him to do that, or if he just wanted to try it in a league game. So, Cook has said today, he's come out and said that he went and watched him in the week. Um, and he, he said the system they played then, he's not expecting it to be what they'll play tomorrow. And it was a three at the back in the week. So I'm guessing tomorrow they'll go back to the 4-2-3-1 uh, and match up uh, like, like we do. Yeah, it feels like they do the three in a game that doesn't necessarily matter. Yeah, it makes sense, cup. doesn't it? Yeah, you can trial it out. And, you know, it's, it's, it's better than doing it on the training pitch, but it, it doesn't really matter, does it? You know, I'm sure we've done it in the past. I can't think off the top of my head. Um, but when Lambert was flirting between the three at the back and the four at the back in the first year down in League One, I'm fairly sure there have been some cup games or some EFL trophy games where he must have uh, must have switched between the two. So it's a good chance for them to sort of learn two, two systems, which obviously is useful for, for in-game management and in-game, you know, in-game in, in uh, substitutions to tactics and stuff. So he's, um, yeah, he's well-versed in changing between the two. I, I think tomorrow, there'll be the four two three one, and it'll just match up exactly with with what we're doing yeah the midfield is going to therefore be important and and that was i think where at times last week against mk dons a team that is definitely schooled through russell martin and now liam manning and chris hogg to retain possession they used the ball much better in midfield than we did obviously it wasn't a great day for lee evans last week um and that central midfield pairing that um, we talked about, including Matt O'Reilly, um, and Dave was waxing lyrical about last week. That made a difference um, for Wimbledon. Um, I, need to, two... I, need to, I need to jump in, sorry, and apologise. In the chat, people are saying, I forgot, Piggott is off the mark for us. I completely forgot he had the goal. At, the goal was given against Burton, wasn't it? I'm not entirely sure if it was. Yeah, there you go. Josh Apologies to, to everybody. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah he, he, is, he is off the mark for us. I forgot that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. The dubious uh, goals committee. This is the trouble. I'm, I'm, I've, I've, I've talked about hosting this kind of stuff before. I have about three different windows open. So, apologies for not being quick off the door on the old chat there. But thank you. Do correct us if we go wrong, by the way. And do shout, um, shout if you've got any insights, any thoughts on Wimbledon yourselves. Um, it's all about um, sharing the knowledge. Um, Anthony, here, here we go. Yeah, we didn't say the facts were correct though, Anthony. They were facts. Yeah, just, just, yeah incorrect facts um but yeah obviously if it's a four two three one it's like sitting two um that's going to be the most important and, and alex woodyard is the captain is likely to be one of those sitters probably alongside anthony hartigan um more on him later on um but i'm looking kind of luke mccormick is probably one of the wide players that's 
if they are not going if they're going to try and mix it up and not just be direct to Palmer, um, then McCormick is one of those ones to keep a lookout for. But it does feel, Seb, that it will be crosses into the box, won't it? I think so. Yeah, they've got a guy on loan from Chelsea, a right back as well. Um, so I'd imagine his part, of, you know, part of his game is, is bombing it and getting the balls in the box for for the uh, the striker to attack. So that yeah, we're going to have to. Our fullbacks are going to be pushed up. We know that, so they're going to have to be a bit disciplined and hope you know track the runners and the uh, whoever the central mid uh, central defence is. Burgess is a nailed on either Wolfenden or Edmondson alongside him. They're going to have to be at their game and really really look after after Palmer. But that'll be that'll be Burgess's job, like you said earlier, won't it? Yeah. Um- You'd also noted a number of changes um, every week in their starting lines as well. Any, any yeah, observations they, that you want to make on that? They just seem to be doing a bit of a, a bit of a Paul Lambert in the first year back. You know, maybe they've watched the same Man City, you know, coaching videos that he watched that year. We were the first year down in League One. It, it's an average of five to six changes per game, which you know I understand there's, there's cup games thrown in there, but it just seems a bit strange to be you know changing roughly half the team again. I don't know if you know COVID or injuries or suspensions have got a factor in that, but it's just I just thought it was a, a notice a, a notable. Uh, fact that they were making so, so many changes between games it seems strange to me you know because everything we ever know is that settled sides and balance and consistency are what you want and it just seems strange maybe it's not something they do on a, on, a, on a regular basis I don't know if they were doing it last year it just struck out to me and seemed a bit of a strange one the, I mean eight eight signings for what has been a largely settled team there um, uh, suggest maybe that there's, there's certainly some unproven players there you know the two that I mentioned are you know Aaron Presley very inexperienced um, you know, even um, even the defensive midfielder George Marsh, who I do I singled out as well, hasn't had a huge amount of game time. So that is going to be a factor here as well. Is players are going to play in and out of form, aren't they? But also suggests that, as you said, similar to Paul Cook, that configuration maybe just hasn't got it quite right yet. Yeah, and said, if, you, if, you, if you look at the stats as well, you know, they've conceded six at the back, uh, so yeah. it's logical they might look to change things up. They've scored six, so the attacking options are okay. Uh, not outstanding, but, you know, six in four games is, is reasonable, but they are conceding quite a lot. XG is just under one per game, um, but very heavily weighted to be at home. It's like 0.5 away and well over one point something at home. Um, so so that might explain the, the rotation as well. You know, maybe he's trying to find himself a settled defence to, to plug the leaks. And and that win came on the opening day as well, didn't it? And you know, it's it's two draws, uh, two draws, and a loss, the, a loss away to yeah, Sunderland in the in the last, last week, which is a, a very tough game. So that's no surprise there. And 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 this this pattern of of home and away um, form, you know, on average, even even last season, the away per percentage for possession was forty five percent there or thereabouts, which is pretty consistent this season. So they are going to let us have the ball. We should not be surprised about the way that AFC women play tomorrow because if you recall the 2-1 win in the first season back in League One or down in League One where it needs some last-minute drama to get Was that the, the Jackson last-minute goal? Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, right at the start of the season. Yeah. They are going to sit and contain, aren't yeah. they? Sit and back, have, let be... us have the ball and, yeah, sit yeah. back and look to look to exploit us if we, if we make a mistake or if we get overloaded in certain areas of the pitch. So that does give us an opportunity here to just to impose ourselves on the game. Interesting thoughts in the comments here um, about um, how we might do that. Um, Charlie D, um, your thoughts, Seb, on, on Piggott um, well, dropped last week. Yeah, um, I guess this will depend on Fraser. Fraser went off injured, didn't he? Uh, it looked like it was cramp on the pitch, but apparently he had an ice pack on his, on his leg or his calf or something afterwards. So I guess that will depend on Fraser. If Fraser is out, 
I can see him putting Piggott back in the slightly withdrawn role like he did at Cheltenham. Uh, Piggott obviously is going to want to play against his old club. And that, that did kind of work at, at, at Cheltenham with Bon up front. Bon is the, you know, he's, he's, not, he's, he's now the striker. It's, he's the shirt to his lose. Shirt. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And totally understandable. You know, what a great performance last week and, and, and brilliant two goals as well. So it's his shirt to lose up front. I don't mind Piggott in that withdrawn role because he, he gives us an option with the long diagonal and with the uh, a long kick maybe from Clagkey. So I, I guess it will depend on Fraser. But if he is out, I'd like to see Piggott come back in. Yep. Um, Dave Gore, um, this is the match where we finally get the second goal to kill off the opposition. I mean, that's really crucial here. And, and particularly games like this, where Wimbledon might be quite willing to soak up lots of pressure. And then it just takes one, you know, one long ball into Palmer or one cross. And then we miss the header, you know, and it's an equaliser, isn't it? It really is important. We start strong and we score when we're on top. Yeah, we've I mean, seen it in pretty much every game so far, haven't we? I mean, you know, Burton, we missed the penalty. If that goes to 2-1, it's over. Bonds miss against Shelton. If that goes to 2-0, that's over. We, we've seen it in most games. We just can't get that killer that killer second yet. But keep the faith it's going to happen tomorrow. Blue Monday are delighted to be partnered with TalkSport Fan Network and NordVPN, giving you the best possible offering for browsing the internet securely. NordVPN opens up global streaming options for content not available in your region by switching your virtual location quicker than Wesburn's running down the wing. NordVPN acts like your cyber Sam Morsey whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like passwords and credit card details from falling into the wrong hands. For about the price of an ITFC match program a month or a Blue Monday Telegram subscription, you can get yourself a NordVPN account which can be used across six different devices. If you need to rapidly change direction like Amari Hutchinson, there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash blue monday or click the link in the podcast or YouTube subscription to be taken straight there, supporting us here at Blue Monday in the process. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like home comforts. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage with McDelivery. You win. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Um, John Affey, um, keep the same team as last week and bring... The recover players on for later in the game if required. Maybe Danassian for Wolfenden. A lot of, I think we have retweeted it from the Blue Monday account a stat about Wolfenden. Um, yeah. Well, Stats wise, he's having a very good season, isn't he, in terms of interceptions and reading the game. He's he's much more comfortable. He's clearly much better on the right hand side. And I guess he's got that sort of that, that what is it? Um, Peter Crouch says gazelles and buffaloes, isn't it? So he's got, he's he's the gazelle and the buffalo alongside him. Is You don't listen to the Peter Crouch podcast, so you've got to get on it. It's quite good. He always says your best pairing for a central defense is one ball playing classy player and then one brute, a buffalo to do the hard right. work. So, you know, I guess he's, you know, when Chambers is alongside him, when NCR is alongside him, they used to be the, the buffaloes. But now obviously he's got 
Burgess to do all that for him, you know, to, to head it clear, to, to to hoof it when it needs to be hoofed, and he can sort of concentrate on his game a little bit more. So I think that kind of does bring out the best in him. Um, but, you know, having spent money on both Edmondson and Burgess, they're clearly going to be the starters when everybody is fit. It's just a case of is Edmondson fit for this week or not? Yeah, that's I was going to say that that's, that's the debate and the rumour that he might make an appearance tomorrow, um, at least from the bench. So we shall see. But yeah, it's a, it's a good good partnership theory there. Um, you wouldn't be bringing Danassian back. I mean, Danassian's done fine. He's a, he's a solid, isn't he? He's a solid six out of 10. But, you know, we're giving Kladke stick and he's I think he's had a different defence in front of him every single week. So we do need a little bit of consistency. If Edmondson comes in tomorrow, and if Coulson is injured and Penny comes in tomorrow, then maybe that just needs to be the settled back four for the next month or so to to really build up some consistency and some understandings. Danassian's never going to let you down. He's always going to be a, a, a solid six out of ten. You know, he's a great squad player. He's very vocal uh, when he's on the pitch as well, which is is, is always a good thing. Um, but I'm, I'm not a fan of people playing out of their position. I'd, I'd like to see Wolfenden and uh, and Burgess if he's fit, and if not, let's get Edmondson in there with Burgess. Okay, um, Matthew. Um, whilst I believe Town will win tomorrow, we've done a pretty underrated. I doubt they'll be embroiled in a relegation battle this season. Yeah, they're definitely a little bit wiser now. And that season or half a season for Robinson in charge, I think I was I was lit. I was going to say that I was going to drop a mick there. They're no mugs. But it does feel that it's appropriate here, whereas there are a lot of other teams. I wonder what, you know, Morecambe, you look at Morecambe, who have had some early success. You do wonder whether that is just the momentum that they, they were promoted with and eventually teams figure out Cole Stockton's the one person to mark. Cheltenham as well, goals, potentially, you know. When his goals dry up, are Morecambe going to find it a little bit more of a street fight and a bit more difficult? You know, there's there's a lot of teams who that might, might be fighting out there. And, and Matthew's probably got a point there that um, AFC Wimbledon now have got a bit more experience and capable of, um, of, of doing that. Um, what else have we got in the comments? Um, there we go. Um, ADRAHC, according to a podcast guy from the Wombers, they do change the team regular for whatever reason. So, something to keep it does keep us on our toes and does uh, potentially make us look stupid. There, um, I think I might have posted Blue Soap's comment, but I'm going to post it again. Um, very spirited side will be well up for it. Hopefully, we'll have a bit too much for them. Um, and the irony of football that we have the fake dons on week. I did and think then, that, yeah, earlier on. I did think that, yeah, irony. We played them both, both within a week or so. Um, evening to Robert. Um, evening from Zadar. Is that how we're pronouncing it? Croatia. Evening to Croatia. Um, um, come on, you blues. Yeah, hello to Robert. Welcome. Um, lovely to have you. And um, yeah, blue soap joining in there. Um, the more the merrier. And Sindre as well. I you, I'm every time. I come up with a new pronunciation for your name, Sindre. So if you want to do it phonetically and then I'll screenshot it, we'll make sure it's right. But thank you for joining us from Trondheim. Um, we always love people from around the world getting involved on the Friday night. Um, glad we got a plough line later in the season when the novelty for them will hopefully have worn off. Yeah, you know, there's something maybe for Brentford. I'm, look, I'm thinking Brentford at the moment in their new stadium and that buzz around the Arsenal game at the I start the season, um, you do worry uh, that um, that uh, becomes a little bit of a fortress for them. So, FPL tracks got a point there, Seb. Yeah, absolutely. Much better to play them later on in the in the. I think it's February time, isn't it? So you know, hopefully it'll be a uh, a, a cold day and that'll be a bit of a leveler and stuff. But yeah, you never want to play a a side when they've got that 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 buzz around them. Like you just said, Brentford's a great example with what they're doing in the Premier League at the moment. Sindre, 
Sindre? Conseb? Sindre. Okay, we'll go with that. Yeah. I will get it eventually. It will need me to be hit around the head a few times, I think. But so apologies. I, I do try, but I'm very stupid. Um, so um, yeah. I'll say I'll save it for room one hundred and one. I'll put your accents and your pronunciation of our uh, our hey, viewers' Sindre. names into room let's into room one hundred and one. Let's do it as Ian Marshall. Um, <laughs> Peter Crouch podcast decent, but it's no blame. Oh, not for me to say. Probably yeah, not for me to say. Um, Sindre, I think Wolfie's been harshly treated so far. One of our um, our own nails on starter, in my opinion. Um, I think Burgess may drop out when Edmondson fit, although that means we'll miss a left-footed centre-back. Interesting thought there. I mean, we all like the idea of our own, of our own kind of yeah. players getting through there, so don't we? Do we you, if you worry that once Edmondson's fit, Wolfenden might be a bit part. There's also chat of another centre-back. Possibly yeah, we're side. linked with that guy from Palace, aren't we? Yak or Jack, whatever it is. I, I, I can't see that's really needed, assuming the NCR isn't going to be out for any prolonged period of time. We, we never get any, any updates with injuries with Cook. It's not his style, is it? So we're, we're not going to know until they suddenly appear back in the squad or back on the bench or whatever the, the, the next day. We're, we're not going to get any kind of updates. So I, I don't think an extra one is needed, especially with Danassian being able to cover as well. Um, but I, I just can't see why we've spent money on two centre-backs and they wouldn't be the two starters for Cook. You know, Wolfenden, yeah, he's, uh, he's one of our own. He had a great first season back down a couple of years ago. Not so great last year. Started this year okay. He's made a couple of mistakes. Uh, one against Mork and he got caught goal side, didn't he, for the free kick uh, last week and the goal we can see the Scott Twine free kick. But I just I just can't see why Edmondson and Burgess wouldn't be the nailed on starters for Paul Cook because he's gone out and spent money on them. Yeah. One thing we haven't talked about and it's, it's not in the comments um, and I also hesitate to raise this. Does Thomas Holy get a chance tomorrow? I never thought I'd hear you say those words. I mean, he's, he's not going to. He'll stick with Kladke because okay. he's his guy. You know, he signed him. He's his guy. But guy, we, was it two weeks ago? I think we said it. Or might be when I was on with Ben, I, I said I wasn't that convinced and nothing at the weekend did anything to to, to, to prove me, me wrong. You know, he should have saved the free kick, I think. He's too far over. The wall is poor. And then, like you said earlier, he's got chocolate wrists. He can't, yeah, he can't put it around the, uh, around the post. He, uh, he's not going to drop him. He's not going to drop him anytime soon. Um, so I guess we've got to get behind him. And he's come to a new club. It's a step up. He's come up a league. He's come to a, you know, a much bigger ground, a much bigger atmosphere. And he's not had that settled defence in front of him at all. So we, we need to give him a bit of a break. Um, I, I don't think Holy will be back in anytime soon, but he does need a bit of a performance. The guys on the flagship were saying, weren't they? He needs to make a save that isn't expected. If that makes, you know, one where, like a one-on-one or something, just to really give us a lift and give himself a lift. And that could make all the difference. Dave makes a great great point about Andaba going out on loan. Um, I forgot about Toto, who who might, might also be coming back from um, injury as well. So, yeah, there's plenty of choices there. And a lot of people, um, I'm, all I'm doing is playing devil da- devil's advocate in, in terms of asking the questions. Which which one do you hate more, Holy or Hladke? It's, it's hard to keep track. Hate such a strong word. Which one do you dislike? Which one? Who would be your, who would you have in goal? I would, Lackey, but... Ladke, sorry, I can't even pronounce his name. I just hoped he'd be better. But to be fair, Blue Soap has said it. He's on a moment. We've chopped and changed far too much. Janoffi, um makes me think of Janoffi every time. Um, needs consistency in front of him, as you pointed out earlier. Then we'll see. Yeah, fair point. I'm here to ask the questions and put Seb on the spot, earning him his naught pounds for featuring on the podcast. Although you get a bovril and away day in the future, courtesy of Anthony. Um, before we go too far, um, if you haven't given us a prediction for um, tomorrow, for Saturday, um, 
give it now um, because we're going to do our own predictions in a second. Um, but Seb, you've got something special to share. Um, we're going to make a feature of this now, are we? Um, I'm going to pick out my players to watch for tomorrow. Um, shall I just play it and then you can tell us about it? Probably for the best. Yep. Not a trick, is it? Knowledge, education, no, you know. There you go. That's I, I awesome. felt I had to come back at you because you did that clown. Still drinking, uh, aren't I? It's, it's great. How many have I had this the, week? If you're counting. counting. You did the uh, the clown one for me last week with my fact of the week, and I'd imagine there'll be something similar coming at some point clown. soon. So, it, yeah, it was like a clown, wasn't it? A clown music. It was like a circus, I thought. I'm, I might have to CGI you as a clown now because I didn't do Brilliant. that. It looked like a circus. That was what it, yeah. That, um, that clip there took me three days. <laughs> um, and that's a photo of me drinking alcohol oh, yeah, responsibly that's, yeah, that's, in Dusseldorf. That is from Dusseldorf, yeah, the, the, the 2015 trip. Not the one a couple of years ago, the 2015 trip. That was a some sort of courtyard in the old town in lovely weather uh, the day after a, a, a brilliant day. game. After we made best mates with Luke Chambers and Kolskis. Um So um, my players to watch out for, and this is... Um, this is why I kind of I, I tease this at the start. My player to watch out for tomorrow, um, if I can find it, is um, Nick Tsanev in goal. See what I've done there. Um, excellent shot stopper. Um, has had a l- couple of iffy moments of late, but is um, certainly um, someone who might. Um, yeah, if 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 it's a Ipswich performance which is dominated by possession, um, then. He'll have to be on his game, won't he? So, so if tomorrow, um, if tomorrow is a nil-nil and he is a wonder game, we're all just going to throw abuse at you. Yeah, um, and and never do this it. feature ever again. Yeah, it, we'll have to retire this feature if 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 he keeps a clean sheet and Anthony Hartigan um, gets an assist or a goal, then we'll just bin this. What I'll do is I will write it in an envelope, not and seal it, and then after pre-match show after the game's finished i will do an unveiling of that envelope on twitter or something holding um, a picture of the newspaper the more the, the, the day before exactly newspaper right. or something yeah anthony hartigan is my outfield pick so nick stanov i'm um, in goal there um seb what's your prediction uh i'm confident as uh, you can probably gauge by the first 40 minutes of this podcast i'm gonna go for a 3-1 i think we'll concede but i'm gonna go for a 3-1 i'm gonna go for one nil no i'm not yes one nil I'm going to stick with it. Stick with my 1-0. To us, um, I assume, yeah? To Ipswich. <laughs> just, just to clarify, I never know with you. You know, it's hard to tell yeah. sometimes. Okay. Uh, an a, nerv- a nervy, unconvincing 1-0, presumably? Um, I would hope that the 1-0, the goal isn't scored in the second minute and it's 88 minutes worth of torture. Um, 3-1, yeah, keep the faith. I think we'll score, yeah, we'll score maybe, first. I, I can see them equalising and then I can see us Maybe 2-1's a better scoreline. But then whenever I second guess myself, the first guess is usually right. 2-1. I think it's going to be a single goal win. So we'll we'll go with that. Um, blue Soap. 2 on tailwind. Clean sheet. Come on, you blues. That's what we want. Josh is getting on the 4-2 train that Chris advertised earlier. Um, Bart, Paul. Tell us about that. Have I missed something? Transfer rumours. Surely not. Um 3-1, Genoffi, town go 2-0 up. I love this. I love specificness like that. That's really good. Um, evening to David, 3-1. Would love a 3-0, but we remain um we remain able to concede out of nowhere. Yeah. Um <laughs> definitely agree with that. Um 4-0 for Mullet. <laughs> Confidence. This is what we want. Um Gary, 3-0 and a good first, decent win. Bond with a couple. Um Matthew Brown here with the XG. Um Town should have only conceded four to five goals. So Hadladki. 
um, has a negative three XG rating instantly. The worst performer golfer. And that's why I asked the question. There you go. There's some facts. Well, let's not forget as well. Didn't Holy keep like 16, 17 clean sheets last year? And in the first year, Downey, I'm sure they were closing in on a club all-time record. You know, the the numbers for Holy are very good. It's just, you know, he tends to mess things up a little bit. And obviously you hate him. And a long season to go, as Anthony has said there. Excellent. Um, That is your lot on Wimbledon. Um, Let's go to Football Room 101, Seb, because last week was a good week for you. So let's have our intro music. So it's 2-1 overall now. You have um, consigned stuttering run-up penalties, which, in the, to be fair... In the I, words of Paul Hurst, 2-0 two, two is a dangerous scoreline. Well, we'll find out in a minute, <laughs> won't we? Um, so, yeah, stuttering run-up, which, to be fair, I championed a few months ago. And my, uh, Michael Warner, our mate in Brisbane, had been on it as well. So you can't really claim a huge amount of credit for that. Um, but we want to hear your thoughts on these Room 101 offerings let us know what you think in the chat um any commentary or um any um voting we can do that as we go as well um, oh you can take the live votes tonight are you because that's the one where you always win well that was a nice decider last time so i'm hoping we won't need to use it but um go for it Seb. you can go first mine is very straightforward this week the premier league is back on sky telly which means i've seen a fair few half and half scarves and i absolutely hate them i think i saw a leeds man united one on the first day of the season oh. someone was wearing it out of the ground exactly i know it's ridiculous i absolutely hate them if you go to a ground and you buy a half and half scarf then you should be banned for life i think i mean we don't really see it so much at our our level to be fair do we and very rarely in the, in the what <laughs> a half cheltenham half Ipswich town scarf um but no Oh, yeah, now the Premier League is back. You're seeing them more and more everywhere, and it's just awful. You know, I hate everything about them, and that's what I want to throw into room 101 and throw in a, a, a match after it. So, what if you were, you know, a young kid, first big match, you wanted a keepsake? You've already tried to, you tried to chuck match tickets into. We made a great point with that. Yeah, I'm so grateful I had the match tickets from Cheltenham away, and yeah, all those memories I can keep. You were there, man. Yeah, all those memories, brilliant. So, what's the keepsake for? You know, a youngster. Going you buy a scarf for your club. You, you you go to the next aisle along, and you buy the Man United scarf or the Leeds scarf. You know, you don't buy a half and half one. It's not like that's all they sell. They'll well, if have, you're a neutral going to the game, and you want to don't, keep buy, don't buy a scarf for either side. Oh, there we go. I'm just trying to. I mean, help me out here on the chat. I, I'm. I'm. This feels like a slam dunk, to be honest. You buy um, your yeah, like. Like Lovell Gary says, there you buy your own club. Yeah, if, if you're going to, if you're a young kid or whatever, you you, you buy the, the 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 scarf of the club that you support and the one you're going to see. You don't buy Ooh. one that supports both sides. Partisan, Rubbish. That's what you're going for. Um, fine. Well, there's Seb's um, slam dunker. Really, it's, it, I mean, it's obvious. A little bit obvious, isn't it? Um, here we go. Two, two all in, two all incoming. Half and half work of the devil. <laughs> Um, yeah, everyone's chipping in now. So my, oh man, I've keepsake, keepsake equals selfies, isn't it? Yeah, get yourself a selfie stick. Um, CMAS, um buying a program. Yeah, yeah. Great, yeah, great point. Yeah, that's your momentum from buying the game. A program, good shout. Um, worse, they're wearing a band t-shirt to one of their gigs <laughs> from Ventonation. Yeah, I I understand that one. Um, I here we go, FBI tractor. I have a scarf from Ipswich for Inter, not half and half, but has the date on. No, I th- yeah, go on, Seb. Are you so is that, an Ipswich, is that an Ipswich scarf with just the date of the game on? And you've got, that's fine. 
no issue with that. One of those Newcastle ones, didn't we, for Sir Bobby Robson Day or something? If, if it's an Ipswich scarf with a date of a game, okay, yeah, fine. I've got no issue with that. It's the one where it's cut in half and it's, you know, half half one thing, half the other. Rubbish. FBL tracks, I'd never put you in room 101. Um, I've got your back, don't worry. Um, yeah, David's half and half aimed at the dad, mum buying a memory for kids, putting the memory rocks. Yeah, fair dues there. Um, my, um, I, this is very pertinent. And I'm going to go bring out the big guns for this because obviously I'm under pressure now. Um, I'm putting into Room 101 transfer deadline day. Um, it is just nonsense pantomime to justify, well, certainly for the last 10 years or so, Jim White's job at Sky Sports News. I find the whole thing utterly tedious. I find it grotesque that Sky Sports News have a transfer committee. They have a running total of the amounts of money that are being spent. Utterly nonsense, as far as I'm concerned. It's, it's, it is basically trying to rip off the draft in the NFL. It creating these artificial points in the season where you where you where your business has to be done to me leads to bad behaviours. It leads to poor decisions. It, admittedly, I would be um, putting into Room 101 the likes of um, Stuart Donald, is it, at Sunderland? Um, bricking it and deciding to, I was about to say an S word there that I shouldn't um, spend 4 million quid on Will Grigg out of sheer panic. Um, I just, uh, it's, I, there's obviously got a point where, where transfers have to stop, but I just love the old, old system where it ends in March. You can sign players throughout the season until a point in February or March, and then the, and then it's done. I just think it's creating artificial drama and pantomime for no good reason. It's a sideshow. It's a distraction. It's a nothingness. And actually it creates problems for teams because um, there are positions potentially where you sell a player because they agitate for a move on the final day and you screwed yourself over because you've got an unhappy player who's forcing the move through and you have no time to buy a replacement. You have to do an emergency loan or something like that. So I'm putting in football room 101 or I'm offering up to the general Twitter sphere, the chat I, I, I do agree with you on that one, but you can't say that the one, when was it when like Berbatov was going somewhere and Rubinho was going somewhere and they were on a train or a plane and no one knew, whatever year that was. I mean, that was great. That was really good drama. Surely, surely you're not, you're not saying it's, it's always been that bad, are you? Uh, well, or the we Torres ever... year when Torres went to Chelsea and Andy Carroll went to Liverpool. It was exciting. I don't care. <laughs> All right. Is it because we never do any deals on transfer well, deadline? Be, is that is that, that why you're so bitter it. against it? Because we all we get is the TWTD report in the morning saying a quiet day expected at town. I uh, um, maybe I, I I just think as I say, I, it just feels like a sideshow for actual football, and I think it has created a spin-off of lots of things that I dislike, like people speculating about transfer rumors on. Um, Twitter and stuff like that. And as I say, Sky Sports News, it's just this big yellow branding and countdowns and all that nonsense. We don't need it. The game is good enough as it is. Um, so I'm getting rid of transfer deadline day. I'm happy for there to be a point where transfers cease, but make it two thirds through, through the season or something like that. So um, there we go. I've um, probably set Seb up for a equaliser there. Um, let's see what people have to say um, on both topics in the chat. Um, oh, FPL tractors coming back. It has both badges on his scarf. Is that allowed? Um, yeah, I'll allow that one. 
because I like FPL Tractor. So okay, there we go. Um, John Palace away in the League Cup second round four years ago had half and half scarves. Yeah, the big one. Um, <laughs> the game that went down in our in our history. Um, ICFC Tweedy, I have a half and half from um, us versus United in 2015. I didn't buy it. Yeah, we went to that one, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Was... That we, did we didn't. They play like a, we saw their side and we suddenly panicked because we were playing like Josh Yorworth and, and Marshall. Yeah, yeah. Malachek and Yorworth were our two centre halves. Yeah. I think of a yeah. night, weren't they? Yeah, that was it. Um, Anthony is quite exciting, though, isn't it, Rich? I don't know. It just it's false excitement, Anthony. The, the trouble is, it, it peaked ten years ago. Whenever the you know the the Torres Carroll day and the the Rubinho Berbatov day, it did peak then. And ever since then, because clubs don't really tend to do much anymore, they just try and hype it up and up, don't they? So so it used to be exciting, but I think it's in the last few years, it's it's just become a bit of a nothingness. I think I, I to me, it's just a, to push Sky's agenda. This is this is just a thing for Sky. I think the Premier League, I don't think, gets a huge amount of benefit from it apart from just attention but it's the most watched league in the world anyway it doesn't need any more attention this is just to sell sky, sky subscriptions or get people on sky's website there you go i'm cynical charlie d transfer down on equals financial porn this should be never shown there we go um, but Seabass, he's changed oh good lad for me this week you might need to be put a vote of vote uh, yeah, yeah I, agree. I agree with that yeah he's, he's he won't be doing it anymore i think he's no longer on sky sports isn't he so um there we go. Who was the fella in his car outside of this road? Um, Odin Wingy. That was good. That was entertaining. Um, Rich, do you remember Holloway's outburst about Deadline Day when he was at Palace? Was trying to keep. I need to watch that, John. I might retweet that to help. If he's if Ian Holloway's going to help settle settle this argument, then I'm happy to have him on my side. I'll have to look that one up. And Paul, Rich wins. There we go. Sorry, Seb, cut the scarf in half. Uh, got the, or just buy the scarf in two if you're that first. Um, or just buy the scarf for your team. Richard, do you think? Yeah, do you think we we could have? It's been alluded to, isn't it, Seb? Yeah, um, he came out today, didn't he? And said about yeah. deadline day. Sign him on Monday when it's not deadline. No, I'm joking, Richard. He, um, yeah, he came out today and said maybe a couple more. And I guess we've been linked with a, a centre back. So will we get our first? Have we ever signed anybody on deadline day? I can't think of a single signing we've ever done on deadline day. So that might be. Yeah, uh, yeah that be might some, be quite exciting. Someone will I can't be able think to create that. I can't think of any. We always get the the thing on TWTD saying we expect a quiet day at town. You know. Oh no, they would tell a lie. Emma Hughes 18, was a um, Emma eighteen nineteen. I don't yeah, think so. Quainer or something like that was a maybe. Emma Hughes and Dominic Samuel joined very late oh. on in that January window, but I don't know if that was the deadline day itself. I can't remember. Um, but we we never seem to redo anything. But maybe that will change this year. Yeah, someone can remember any good Ipswich deadline day purchases. Um, then oh. FPL tractor, no, come on, you don't. You're so fit. No, I was about to slap, say you're fickle. I've I've lost it. I've totally. It's, it's gone. Look what, he, look what he's doing to you, people. Out of control. FPL tractor, you you are an intelligent person. You you vote how you see fit. That is totally fine. Chat. I remember I said I really liked Leon, you, and he yes. said you were fickle. Leon yeah, he got the yeah, Leon best. Yeah, <laughs> um, Genuffy won't be Ronaldo now. No, not for half a million quid a week. Um, David, wait till John Terry's on the way to a League One club. Friend of Didier <laughs> slash Burkay on deadline day. Um, here we go. Does not having an early deadline not mean that teams can just buy things? Yeah, I mean. But it always used to work. There was never really an issue, was there? I don't remember. They had that date in March, like you say, where you couldn't sign anybody, and it it did work. There was never an issue. And also, it used to help his, you know, do you remember the year, I'm going back 20 years, fair enough, but do you remember Marcus Stewart breaks his jaw, mm -hmm. we're able to go out and get Marcus Bent. 
if there's a window and stuff, you know, you, you, you're in real trouble. So it does, it does help. Um, the, the old style system, I don't really know what they changed. It was it to bring it in line with Europe. Have Europe always done it this way? I think was maybe the, maybe the reason they, they brought it in, uh, or like you say, just to simply drive up sky. Yeah. Profits. I think, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm cynical, miserable as we've already established today. So I'm going to remove all the, the fun and laughter of, um, room 101, but then it's, um, it's up to you guys to vote. So we'll stick a poll down our Twitter feed. Um, Get involved in that and um, give Seb an equaliser, which he probably just about deserves. Out of sympathy, Def- definitely I guess. deserve. Definitely um, deserve. Was that was Daryl Murphy a deadline day signing? One of the probably. I feel like David Healy and Daryl Murphy signed on a deadline. They joined, yeah, to be fair, that signing. might yeah that might have been in so, um, yeah some um, January two thousand and ten, I guess. So let's um, let's sign off with um, our Chavi intro just because I love it. <laughs> Yep. Um, the other thing that we'd said that we would do um, as part of this show is keep an eye on our fancy Premier League. If you are not part of that, we will retweet the link that you're joining partway through. I don't know what it does about the, the points. Um, here is our league table. I'll cover up our faces. Alistair Holmes leading the way with Adam Flat in second. Um, any, anyone on the chat in the top 10? I'm not recognising any names there, but certainly, Seb, neither you or I or anyone else <laughs> in the pod team are flying high. Um, you yet. are 184th. Mm. Um, flying without Ings. Talk to me about that name. Just a funny name. I, I Googled and found a funny name and I quite liked it. Run, it? Yeah. Put minimal effort in. Took me all of 30 seconds. 57 points for you last week. Game week two, as they now call it. Um, and I am flying high, um, certainly without Ings, certainly without wings, frankly, um, in 247 spots. Come on. Um, but it's it's all going to change now, isn't it? Because we're all going to try and work our way to get Ronaldo and Harry Kane back into our sides and stuff. So and there might be a few well. a few wild cards played very early this season to try and fit some of the big guns in. So um, so we'll keep a look out for that. We we have committed to do a prize at the end of the season um, for the top three, maybe. Um, so it definitely some skin in the game this time around. So we'll keep that interest there and certainly room for improvement for you and I, Seb. And that is your life. You want to shout out if you want to say goodbye? Whoa, um, whoa, whoa. Where, where's the fact of the week? Well, I thought you are oh, completely you're forgot. Trying to, you're trying to kill my section already. You, oh, there you go. It's a good job you're running the, your, your power, power crazy. You get your own section. You I get your football 101 it, votes and everything, and you just completely skip stuff. Unbelievable. Right. So last week's fact. I'm not it was rubbish. It, it was rubbish. Yeah. It wasn't a classic. So the pressure is on now. Um, but I do want to, if you if you want to say goodbye or a shout out before we say goodbye, um, please get that in the chat now so we can come to it. Um, and keep your attention on on this feature because this is a doozy. Here you go. Here's your. I've not changed the graphics, but I've changed the music. Recognize that music, don't you? Brilliant. Is that the first series or the second series? That is, I think it's the same, isn't it? Oh, is it? Oh, it doesn't change. Okay. I'm Alan yeah, Partridge. I'll admit my, my, my fact last week was very, very Partridge esque. I will hold my hands up on that one. But it's very hard to find out facts about a club that's like 17 years old or whatever MK Dons are. So this week is a real fact. So this week, AFC Wimbledon have the longest unbeaten record of league matches in English senior football, uh, having played 78 games unbeaten between February 2003 and December 2004. Now, I know obviously, it was, you know, it's a very, a very low level given when they were formed, but it's still an outstanding, outstanding record. Imagine going 78 games unbeaten. I can't. 
Exactly. I mean, we all wax lyrical about, you know, it was Arsenal was just under 50 odd, wasn't it? 40, 49, 48, the Invincibles and stuff, you know, yeah. these guys did 78 games. That's incredible. Um, so yeah, I just thought that was a, a really, really interesting, you know, a really, really positive fact. And also they have a goalkeeping coach called Seb Brown. I was going to say that's more interesting for me. So yeah, <laughs> shout out to Seb Brown in the uh, Wimbledon um, coaching team. So um, there you go. Thank you, Seb. And um, apologies for forgetting that. I do have a running order, but um, yeah, not paying attention too well to that um some plugs and um, what i would do as well is i will just put some stuff up along the bottom so you know where to find us twitter instagram do check out the instagram we're doing lots of stuff wherever we attend matches and um, we will post images there so um worth a follow for that and the usual other places the flagship show is back on sunday um with i think me and the host's chair along with craig and dave it'll be an early morning recording on sunday so get your full-time questions and comments in asap and we'll put the show out sunday night rather than monday morning um it's a bank holiday on monday isn't it as well so leisurely start um i'm gonna watch all the bond look. films back to back with my friend Mike. <laughs> and then, yeah i'm gonna go to legoland with um sean connery and then have a lovely lamb lunch afterwards um so um keep a lookout for that sunday night usually probably about seven o'clock um and then uh, um, you can access it at your will after that um we will probably do a live show next week um though I well it, we'll do a q a show we'll see what there is to talk about and wickham is next week but likely postponed from what we're hearing so we will do a show if there's a match if there's not we'll have a break and we'll probably do a flagship show um or similar but we'll we'll put it on the Twitter feed. You'll know what's going on there. Um, Seb, where can we find you on Twitter? At BrownS08. And please be sure to vote in Room 101. And please vote for it. Yeah, we'll give it a retweet from our respective accounts. You can find me at IpsRich. Um, so that's your lot. Thank you, everyone, for your contributions, for joining us on your Friday night. We will sign out with some comments and then a final word from Seb. Um, Janoffy, um, who was signed the most times for Ipswich? Walk three times. Murphy was Murphy was surely three or four yeah. times, isn't it? four, so, I think. Once on the yeah, yeah Walky definitely three times. Yeah, it's a good shout. Um, Dave Gore, we're not having windows keep squad sizes down so you don't have mm. to have cover in the building. Yep, that's a that's supporting my case, isn't it? There, yes, yes, you don't have to hoard players. That's yes. why you clicked on it, that's why you're reading Great. out and giving some, yeah. I click on all the comments, um, especially um, Charlie D. Thanks, chaps. Enjoy the game. Everyone here, here, FBI Tractor. Thanks, Wilfred <laughs> Stella. We haven't figured out who's, who's, who, who's who. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, we, we know who's Ian Marshall, Alex Matthew now. <laughs> um, great show. Have a great Saturday, everyone, and all traveling from ITFC Southwest. Yeah, safe travels up for the guys down there. Um, David, come on, you blues. Enjoy Eduardo Chaps. A Ferrari of a player to um, Saber Wiley is here, 3-1 tomorrow. Um, Anthony, thank you again for the super chat. Really appreciate that. Um, enjoy the match too. Um, thanks, fellas. Come on, you blues from Gary. Um, seven or eight games unbeaten would be enough, said Paul, from your stat of the week, your fact of the week. Um, here, here. Um, oh, blue soap. What oh, no, you week? can't say that. <laughs> we don't win and we have more to talk about and more <laughs> drama. And we'll end with your namesake, Seb. Um, Seabass, top stuff as ever. Thank you, Seabass. Thank you again, everyone, for joining us. And um, Seb, why don't you um, sign us out? Enjoy tomorrow, everyone. I've got a feeling the season's going to take off and it's going to be a hell of a ride.
The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the promotion running. Everyone is gathered round to watch. The McNuggets share boxes are there offering much needed distraction. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping, but in you swoop to steal the last nuggets and claim all three points. Oh, and there is the Harry Clark fist pump to celebrate. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in at participating restaurant. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.